Parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. There's nothing like snook hook sets at dawn or catching a tarpon in the moonlight. Find your next fishing trip made easy on fishingbooker.com and experience the magic of the Sunshine State or any other destination on your fishing bucket list. Book a blue water adventure in search of sailfish or go snapper fishing with the kids. With over 6,000 captains and trips to choose from, planning your next one just got a whole lot easier. Download the Fishing Booker app on the Google Play or App Store or visit them online at fishingbooker.com to book your trip today. 46% of Americans expect to leave behind financial obligations when they pass away. So it's crucial to make sure your family is financially protected. Policy Genius helps you find the right life insurance coverage by comparing options from America's top insurers with help from licensed, award-winning agents. Secure your financial future with Policy Genius. Head to policygenius.com to get free life insurance quotes in just a few clicks. That's policygenius.com. You're listening to the Sportsman's Nation Podcast Network, powered by Interstate Batteries. From your truck to your trail camera, Interstate Batteries has you covered. Visit your local Interstate Battery store today or online at interstatebatteries.com. Interstate Batteries, outrageously dependable. My name is Clay Newcomb, and I'm the host of the Bear Hunting Magazine podcast. I'll also be your host into the world of hunting, the icon of North American wilderness, the bear. We'll talk about tactics, gear, conservation, but we'll also bring you into some of the wildest country on the planet chasing bear. So we are on a bear hunt. I believe the date is May is it May the 19th? 17th? May 17th. And we are in... 19th? The, no, it's be like May 20th. May 20th. I have no idea now. It's, I think we've been in camp for five days. Maybe this is the sixth day. This is the sixth day that we've been in camp. And we are in the coast mountains of British Columbia, Canada. And we're with... Devin Jewell of Pacific Bear Outfitters, Woo! myself, and my longtime, really great oh. friend Daniel Roop is here. And so Devin Jewell's here. Daniel Roop is here. Good to be here. We're sitting in a wall tent camp slash tarp camp with a soft wood Canadian fire crackling. In the near, well, close. We're being warmed by the fire. It's in the near. I would say it's the high 60s. And we have, so we've been bear hunting. And I, I don't, spoiler alert, 
there are two bear hides, salted bear hides, within about 12 feet of us to our northwest. <laughs> totally made up that direction. But, no, so this was this is a really unique hunt for Daniel and I. I've hunted with Devin in 2015. Me and my father-in-law came up here in 2015. Daniel W. Roop has been... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> he has been out of the country. W for wild. Wild. Daniel <laughs> Wild Roop has been, he's been out of the country for over 10 years working out of the country, he and his family. And so they were back in the States. They planned a trip back to the States for a couple of months, mm -hmm. several years ago. Yeah. And we said, I said, Dan, you got to go spring bear hunting with me. But before that, in 2007-ish, when Daniel and his family were planning to go overseas long term, what did we say, Dan? We said in 2017, 10 years from then, right. man, let's go bear hunting. What if we went bear hunting in Canada? Well, we actually said Alaska. Oh, we did? Yeah. Man, Close. you, you uh, messed up this story. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, so... We but, said something. But, we, I remember us saying, we're going to go bear hunting in 2017. And what's what's cool about that is that at that, did it. at that time, I mean, that was like the first... It might as, we might as well have said 2050. Yeah. Because neither one of us were in a position right. to go on a bear hunt. And uh, it's interesting, I wasn't doing bear hunting magazine i had not started the arkansas black bear association with your health i didn't even know if you'd live that long <laughs> yeah Woo. true story yeah. true i'm just i was just tottering away <laughs> so so back then we were like we're going on a bear hunt in 2017 and we were like yep yes yep and then here it is 2018 and it has here we are here we are and so a little history of Dan and I. So we grew up in towns close to one another, but we didn't really meet till we went to college. And uh, we both were married and our families met. And then Dan started bow hunting with me. Mm -hmm. So how'd that go? <laughs> um, I think for me, just being buddies with Clark, I remember being buddies with you. And hearing you tell these stories about hunting, and it was just so much fun. I thought, man, I would love to do that. And I never really had the chance to do any things like that for whatever reason. Um, but my wife bought me a bow for my birthday. And um, we were living in, I was in grad school in Kentucky. And I had a week-long fall break. It was in November of two thousand. And three. three. Shepard Newcomb yes. confirmed this. Yes. 2003, November, had a week and flew back to Arkansas. And we went to Madison County, a mm -hmm. wildlife management area. And Clay took me down to this little shelf on the side of a Ozark Mountain and put me up on a big old pine tree. And uh, I've never been the same. Yeah. You ruined me for it. Us. Was, it was your first bow hunt ever. First bow hunt ever. First, uh, I had gone 
deer hunting one time with another buddy, but he wasn't as good of a buddy as you were. Well, <laughs> you never you even told deer. me about him. And I didn't Dang get it. a deer. <laughs> Look at the size of those bear hides. Oh, <laughs> Devin is going to continually bring up the fact that there are some big bear hides Especially in the salt. Daniels. Oh, my uh, goodness. So, hey, back back yeah, to yeah. the Madison County story, though. Yes. So, first his first bow hunt of all time. Yep. And put him up in a climbing tree stand. Yeah. Click, clack, click, clack, click, clack. Get way up in the tree. Everything. I had no idea what I was doing. I don't know if you remember, but when I, going up the tree, uh, I remember pulling up my bow, and I couldn't, I thought the bow was going to fall off the string. I, like, I didn't know anything. I... At one point, I think I knocked an arrow, and the arrow kind of slid out of the rest. I didn't have a whisker biscuit. Oh, the whisker biscuit. biscuit. So, yep. the whisker um, biscuit. And then, actually, I my bow didn't really fit me, so I shot out of my left eye. <laughs> <laughs> to get my, to so, you get, were looking through your peep out of your was, left exactly, eye. Exactly. You know, which maybe I should go back to. <laughs> it um, worked out pretty good. It worked out okay. But, I mean... Everything Clay put me in the stand. I remember you saying, "If if doe come through, don't shoot him because a buck might be behind him." And these two doe came through, and it was like your little voice was in my head saying, mm. "Don't shoot him, don't <laughs> shoot him, Dan, don't shoot him." And sure enough, here came a uh, what I thought was a it's not a huge but a medium little little six point buck came in seven point seven pointer. Man, I pulled back on him. He walked down and touched his nose to the base of my tree. And then turned around. He must have not liked my tree because he turned right around and walked out the other way. And mm. as he was walking away, he turned around and looked back. And we locked eyes. Mm. Got him. Put an arrow in his neck. <laughs> <laughs> and so Bullseye this was this shot. was such an iconic moment because I come back, and there was another good friend with us. We come back, and Dan's like, I killed one! <laughs> and so we track it, and we actually had an old video camera that we we used to film the recovery. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, and that that piece of footage is kind of legendary. It's deep in the archives. Deep in the archives, the yeah. yeah. World headquarters. And I'm actually planning to dig it up and maybe use it on the episode of yes. Bear Horizon that your bear hunt's going to be on. So yes. Dan and I have a, a fun history. But then, like, right about the time we started hunting, you kind of deserted me. Well, You went to Kentucky. You went to <laughs> far, places far, far away. Far, far away, yes. And so we, it's, we've, it's not like we've hunted every year together or anything. But that, yeah. so that's why this hunt's so cool. Oh yeah, because we get to go. We we we're on a seven day hunt in British Columbia. Man, first of all, I kind of want to just des- describe this scenario for those who may not understand the big world of black bear hunting. But British Columbia is kind of a El Primo destination for black bear because of the size of bears but probably even more so because of the epicness of the landscape in many places. We're in the Coast Mountains. So the Coast Mountains basically start at near the Pacific Coast at near sea level. Mm-hmm. Am I correct, Devin? Yep. 
Yeah, they start about sea level. And so what's unique about them is they start at sea level, and what's the biggest mountain that we've seen probably? Uh, about 9,000 feet probably is the biggest one we've seen. Somewhere okay. right there. Okay. So what's cool is they go from sea level to 9,000 feet, and so these mountains have these massive relief. And so relief would be the actual amount of vertical feet from the top bottom of the mountain to the top of the mountain. So, like, let's say you're in Colorado and you're on a mountain that's 15,000 feet. Well, the base of the mountain may have been at 10,000 feet. So the mountain only looks like it's 5,000 feet tall. But you get the point. They're, they're spectacular mountains. Yeah. So almost any direction that you look. I mean, like, you go around a corner and you're looking at these snow-capped mountains. But you're down in these lush, thick, forested, moss-covered, big tree big fast moving glacial river valleys it really does look like lord of the rings it looks like lord of the rings yeah yeah and so in the world of canadian bear hunting there's really no rivalry for a place to black bear when it comes to epic beauty yeah just sheer beauty all the other provinces uh are well i'm not gonna say beauty is found Everywhere. Everywhere, truly is, but just in terms of grand scale epic beauty. So, the way, let's see, do we want to say anything else about, I'll, I'll say something, being from the south, so we live in Arkansas, most of our large rivers are slow moving rivers, mm-hmm. because the elevation change between point A and point B, and is, point B is, is, yeah, is small. And so you might have this big, like like the Arkansas River. We cross the Arkansas River often. It's yeah. a big river. I mean, it's like yeah. half a mile across in some places. Oh, yeah. But it's muddy, and it's fairly slow moving. I mean, you don't see like white cap. So when I come up here, we see these rivers, which this river is not like a half mile across. This river might be like 100, 100 yards across. Yeah. In, in some in places, bigger. In some places, even yeah, bigger. Yeah, it varies. But this is like white cap, white water, fast moving. Yeah. Water all the way through. So you're just, I'm, I'm impressed with the volume of water coming oh, out of these yeah. mountains. Yeah. And let's talk about where the water comes from. There are waterfalls everywhere. Mm-hmm. So Dan and I. We every time we pass a waterfall, we'd be like, "That'd be a state park in Arkansas." <laughs> They'd make that. What did you say? They would make that one. Up. That's a UNESCO World Heritage Site right there. Yeah. and I so, think it was a drainage ditch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We drive past like a little crevice in the mountain, and there's this like waterfall. I mean, like literally, you could see cascading water for oh, 200 man. feet. Not like a yeah. vertical drop, but like <laughs> like a 30 foot fall hits a rock, and then a, I mean just spectacular waterfalls all coming out of these white cap mountains Man. so above these waterfalls these white cap mountains you, you yesterday just randomly we got out of the truck to glass and across the valley there were three huge waterfalls yeah. just so just beautiful the water works of this place are spectacular so the way, let's see, any, anything else about the, anything else we want to describe? Devin, this is where you live, man. Lots of trees. 
Lots of trees. <laughs> a whole lot of... I so, think that's... Actually, that's another thing is just, for me, the scale of everything and the scale of the trees. So, again, come out... Clay lives up in northwest Arkansas. I'm down the river. Truly Valley. God's country. Yes. Amen. And the trees, you know, the, like the trees on my family's farm, a huge tree, you know, 50, maybe 75 feet tall. Um, they're a, a, a medium tree here is twice that size. Right. And I think looking through the binoculars and just looking out over this vast uh, watershed valley and, and seeing all these different features that you're describing. Yeah. And everything is just so big. Yeah. Uh, just huge. Yeah. And that's actually, in our bear hunting, has been a calibrate. We've had to calibrate our mm-hmm. eyes to the scale. Yeah. It took us a few days or a few times of glassing. Yeah. When we were glassing for these bear, I don't, and I'm, I'm going to get into the way that we hunted. But basically, Dan and I were looking for bears that would have been the size of, like, school buses. Yes. And Devin would be like, there's a bear right in the middle of that, that block. And we'd be like, what? And he'd be like, there it is. He'd tell us where it was. We'd look at it, and it would look like a speck of pepper. Well, and Dan and I were thinking yeah. it was going to look like, I mean, like, three times, yeah. four times as big. And I think what was, it, it would take... <clears throat> You, Devin would see it almost immediately. You know, we just pause and park the truck for a sec, hit whip up his binoculars, and, oh, there's one in that cut block, this area where they had cut a bunch of trees down. The logging had cut some trees down. And it would literally take me five minutes to find it. And the first few times, I, he would, you'd tell me right where it was, right, you see that shadow, you see that tree? And I just couldn't even find them. They're just so... Um, right. Yeah, yeah. So, Devin, describe to me the uh, so like down down low at the lower elevations. It's almost like rainforest here. Yeah. So the way the rain shadow works is the obviously the Pacific Ocean influences the weather. So we have a mountain range running north south. So as the weather comes in, hits the west side of the mountain range and continually just like dumping water on it. So you just get more growth, right? More berries, more trees, more all anything that's going to grow gets just way more water. Then the east side of the mountain range, you get almost like a desert condition because the water is always on the west side. So it really, even with snow and everything, right? Just way more it's lush more growth. Yeah, way more. And so moisture. we're on the west side of the mountain. We're on the west side of the mountain range. Yeah. That translates where there's more food, where there's more resource, where there's more nutrients. That translates into more higher bears. animal densities. Yeah, more bears and bigger bears. Yep. That's where they've got so, more. So you live, though, on the east side of the mountain range where it's dry. About <laughs> six, <laughs> or, seven hours from here. Yeah, six, seven hours from here. So we just yeah. come down for our hunting seasons to guide. Yeah. 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 And so back over in your part of the world historically has been big mule deer country big mule deer country pretty good moose country um, yeah and i mean there's bears there too but not to the densities we see on the yeah. coast side Man. so Devin and his wife they're like british columbian folk and uh i'm not sure how great a hunter Devin is but we know his wife is a great hunter she i can definitely vouch for her i i'm not <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. Well, 
So Devin and Ashley flew in last year to a place in northern BC, and yep. Devin killed a 64-inch Canada moose, mm-hmm. which for those who don't understand, that's a massive Canada moose. Canada moose. I mean, he's not had it officially scored yet, but pretty certain that it would make the all-time Boone and Crockett record. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, so, I mean, so the way moose work is that Yukon moose are the biggest moose. Yukon moose live in Alaska Yukon, and the Yukon, Northwest, Northwest Territories. Yeah. yeah. And so those moose can, I mean, a 60-inch Yukon moose is a massive That's moose. That's a good moose, yeah. Heck, yeah. They can get up to 70. 70, yeah. So, but Canada moose typically, most people shooting Canada moose are shooting 40 to 50-inch moose. Am I yeah, right? Well, yeah, you'd like to see a benchmark of 50, I guess, in the northern prov- like part of the but province. But still, a 50-inch moose yeah, is a big really moose. Yeah, nice moose, right? Yeah. So, so anyway, Devin, Devin shot a 64-inch moose last fall. Yep. So, it was a, Devin's a, no, Devin is an accomplished, very, very accomplished, big game, northern hunter. He and, he's a, he's a guide in the, he guides in the Arctic, uh, and he's guided in northern British Columbia for Stone sheep, doll sheep, everything. Yep, caribou, moose, grizzly, when it was yeah. open. Yeah, so no, when you're with Devin, it really is neat because he's yeah. he's a, just a just a veteran northern big game hunter. And uh, so it's always it always kind of it's fun to hear those stories. So So when we're hunting here in British Columbia, there's primarily two ways that we're hunting these bears. I mean, basically, these bears have come out of denning. They've been out of the den for a while now. About a month, yeah. At, a, at this point. Yeah, yeah, so maybe like mid-April they're yeah, starting to roam around. So there's lots of green vegetation. There's lots for them to eat. But one of the primary food sources this time of year is a plant called fireweed. And we have learned that fireweed, it's it's just kind of like a two foot tall plant just you would just think it was a weed if it was in your yard you'd spray it with roundup (laughs) but if it was in my yard i would pick the tops off and make a salad because it's good we tasted it yeah we've been eating fireweed this week and Devin uh carries ranch dressing with him everywhere he goes to eat fireweed (laughs) so his clients can eat fireweed no i'm we're just kidding but we did eat something it tastes really good so, there's two ways that we're hunting. The roadways, roadways in this part of the world allow sunlight to hit yeah. the forest floor. And so the ditches grow fireweed and clover and just different vegetation that bears are eating. Mm-hmm. So in this dense forested region, roadways are an attractor for bears. So the bears want to be on the roadways. These roadways are like forestry roads that have very little vehicle traffic on it but some of them might be big nice roads but you could walk on that road for a day and never see a vehicle mm-hmm. they're they're so good because of the forestry yeah, because of logging practice. logging basically built these roads so one thing that we did and we did this on dan's bear is that you walk these roads and you see bear scat mm-hmm. where these bears are feeding yep. so you might walk a stretch of road that's a half mile long and find 10 or 12 piles of bear scat in the road, see grazed fireweed, 
and you're like, there's a bear here. Seeing tracks on the road. See tracks in the dirt on the road. And so what you'll do is you'll wait till the wind currents are favorable, which typically the wind currents that Devin is using is the thermals. So late in the evening after the sun is set, the thermals are moving down. Down the mountains, yeah. And then most of the rest of the day, they're, they're moving up, up. Rising up the valleys, yeah. So you kind of got to be strategic how you walk these roads. But basically, you walk these roads and just kind of like creeping around the corners, looking, and you'll see bears in the road. So on this hunt, well, we'll talk. let me go ahead and just say we walk roads. And then the second way that we're hunting is that densely forested region the forestry practices here are really unique like in arkansas we have what we call clear cuts and they just take square blocks of land and just like cut everything and there's some selective cutting there's a lot of forestry here it's much more regulated and like so there'll be this huge mountain covered in trees and there'll be an irregular shape maybe it could be five acres or it could be a hundred acres mm -hmm. that will be cut. And inside of that cut, there'll be islands of trees left for bird sanctuaries. There'll be strips of trees left down drainages. Mm -hmm. And so you, you have this like patchwork opening. And the first year that they make a cut. It's not that good. It's not that good. But the second year when the fireweed comes in or and or clovers, it is Super hot for bear hunting. So we're looking for a second year cut. Second year cuts are prime. Third year is good, but second is like prime. And then once they get much older than that. Fourth, they drop off big time. Yeah, you don't see many bears. Because the then. saplings start to yeah, pop up. Yeah, and they just that new lush growth is just waned. Right. Yeah. And so like in Devin's hunting area, every year there's new cuts. And so like this year, we're watching loggers cut. Yeah. And so in Devin, you know, Devin's like, well, next year, that'll be good. And so it's like this constantly rotating. It's a cyclic change, yeah. So it's good that way. You're always into new areas to hunt different valleys for bear. Right. Yeah. So it kind of spreads out the pressure, yeah, too. It's, it's, it's it helps not regulate, like, yeah. Yeah. And, and his area is 1,000 square miles. So, you know, we're driving as far as two hours to go yep. and hunt from camp. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Closer in our case. But as much as, oh, when yeah. I was here several years ago, I mean, we were driving like two hours to go hunt. So he's trying to spread out the pressure across this vast area so that he's hunting, you know, older mature males. That's working. So, so there's two ways. So we're hunting on the roads, but we're also hunting these cut blocks. And some of these cut blocks are helicopter cut blocks, which means they drop well i don't know if the loggers walk in if they're dropped in but basically it'll be this island with no roads yeah, to it no roads yeah like in a the side of this steep 45 degree mountain and those places are great but hard to get to most have roads most have roads yeah most of these cut blocks have roads that you can get to and so when you're hunting these cut blocks you're just getting in there and glassing yeah or trying to get away from them to glass them too like across the valley right. A lot of times the best place to glass is not in the cut, but it's on the other mountain looking, yeah, looking into the into cut. It. And we did that too. Yeah. Saw a bear from like two miles away. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
and then moved in and just got right on it. And we'll yeah. we'll talk about that in a second. But so it's fun. So you're 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 moving around, but it can also be a lot of work. Yeah. So on the first, so on this hunt, Dan was up to bat first. So our plan it was a two on one deal, and so I was I was filming Dan, and so the first day when we arrived, what did we do? First day we arrived, we. We got to camp the night before real late. I don't know what time. Um, but we slept in good, super comfortable, had a great breakfast. Dave, Cook, and everything else uh, just always feeds us real good. And then we got in the truck and went out probably about mid-afternoon, mm-hmm. drove an hour. Yep, drove an hour. And, on dirt uh, roads. Yeah, on dirt it's roads. It's not like we're driving down a highway. So. No. I mean, you're going to see the occasional logging truck. But yeah. I mean, you see nobody out there. It's just wilderness. Um, so drove for an the hour. Occasional burnt car with bullet holes, <laughs> with bullet holes in it. <laughs> Don't be that guy. Um, and then we got out and we hiked, uh, hiked the road, hiked the roadway up this, uh, up one kind of spur valley, uh, off of the big valley that that Devin runs, and um, hiked for. About six miles in, would yeah. you say? Yeah. Yeah. And the whole time, uh, you know, Devin's super knowledgeable, and so there's large stretches of this where there's not any fireweed on the side of the road. But you're still, again, you're looking for scat, you're looking for tracks. Every once in a while you're going to pause because there's a break in the, the the woods and you can see a cut block across the way, and so you're going to glass. Because uh, these bears could just be anywhere. Yeah, yeah. Like so we could be walking down a road and maybe you get a glimpse of... Anything. Any, I mean, a bear could just be they anywhere. Walk, yeah. And they walk the roads, too, because it's an easy way to get around. Yeah. So they're not just feeding on the roads. They're also just traveling. just traveling down the road. And at one point, we came around. We were coming. The road turned right and kind of went down, pretty dramatically down this hill. And and, and that's where we thought, oh, we're going we're gonna to see a bunch of bear right there. It was one of the real potential areas. But we didn't. Uh, the winds were a little wrong. the The wind was a little bit wrong at the time. But what we did see, across the way, and it took me about 15 minutes to find it after Devin saw it, was a grizzly bear, up on this cut block, way far away, two miles away, two easily two miles away, um, and literally it would have taken. I would never would have seen it in my life had Devin not pointed it out, showed us where to find it, and I think that's when I realized. When I'm looking across the way at a cut block and I think it's covered in, you know, knee-high shrubs and grasses, in reality, I'm looking across the way and those knee-high shrubs are as tall as a, you know, as tall as a house. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And the the trees on the edge are 200 feet, you know, 150, 180 feet tall. Yeah. 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 That was a cool experience. Yeah. You know, to see that grizzly bear. So we we had been hiking for a couple hours, and we really did walk about six miles in. And uh, we knew that because all these logging roads are marked every kilometer. So it's like you're in the wilderness, and every kilometer there's a sign that says 1KM, 2KM, 3KM. It's for the loggers to keep track of where they're at. And so... And then Dan and I 
being the math geniuses that we are, yes. converted kilometers to miles because we have no idea how far a kilometer is. <laughs> and uh, we were real proud of ourselves when we realized we hiked like 12 miles that first day. <laughs> that first day. When, when we had hiked like 18 kilometers or whatever, we didn't, we didn't think that was very cool. Okay. <laughs> we didn't think that was very cool. <laughs> but when we realized it was 12 miles, we thought it was cool. No, the 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 brown bear, the the grizzly bear was really a unique experience. We're sitting here glassing for bear down the road, and Devin just goes, "There's a grizzly bear," yeah, and it is way the heck over there. And many of you would know that this year, British Columbia officially closed the grizzly bear hunt, mm-hmm. and so this area is not. Not a prevalent grizzly area. Not a high density grizzly area, no. But I mean, the Other first day are. of our hunt, we yeah. saw what we believe was probably a big male. Yeah, it looked like a big, like a large old boar. So. Yeah, and I kept trying to talk him into the fact that it was a just a huge color phase black bear, <laughs> <laughs> but it wasn't, <laughs> and uh, we. We watched it for a long time. It fed in this opening. Midday. Middle of the day. Hot. Yep. Just below the snow, though. Just below the snow line. Mm-hmm. Up above us. Mm-hmm. We got to see a British Columbia grizzly bear, which was my first. Yeah. Yeah, definitely it, first for me. Yeah. So we hunted out the rest of that evening, and we were trying to catch the thermals before they shifted down. And we were a little late coming out of there. And when we came to this prime spot of road that we that Devin was like, there's a big bear here. Because Devin had seen a big bear two days before, two different times while driving on this section of the road. A big crinkle-eared bear that went by the name Mr. Fuzzy. Mr. Fuzzy. Um, we were coming out of there. And I mean, in the exact place that Devin thought he would be. And we're slipping pretty, we're mos. I mean, we're 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 hunting. Yeah. And but the wind was wrong. Yeah. And there's nothing we could do. It's not like we could go around. I mean, it's like we got to walk back to the truck that way. Yeah. It's not like we go. Well, the wind's doing this. Let's take a different game plan. Yeah. We're six miles from the truck and it's getting dark and we got to walk back that yeah. way. We walk into this area, and sure enough, Mister Fuzzy. Walking right on the road. Walking yeah. right on the road. And minutes before, like maybe 30 seconds before this, Devin kind of looked over his shoulder and said, now keep your eye on the ditches because a lot of times they'll, they'll be down in the ditches. And sure enough, we went on this little bend, and he was right in the ditch, but he had sent at us. And all I saw was this kind of big blur of black fur moving diagonally across the road. And I yeah. pulled the rifle up, but didn't even get him in the scope. And yeah. he was gone. He was gone. He was gone. And so when we got up even with where the bear was, I mean, it was probably like 50 yards from us. And we got up even with the bear. We could hear him down in the brush moving. Mm-hmm. and Laughing at us. He laughed at us. And I, I would like to just, for the record... Um, just bring up the point that you guys were out in front, but I was the one who saw the bear first. I mean, just for the record, in case there's ever a historical dispute, who saw Mr. Fuzzy? I don't know what y'all were doing, but I was like, 
Actually, he, I will say, that when you did that, his head turned around and he took off. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it. I spooked Mr. Fuzzy. <laughs> yeah. You're like, hey, Mr. Fuzzy, we're coming. <laughs> okay, so Mr. Fuzzy. Where's Dan going? Get some more wood for the fire. Oh, Dan's going to get some more wood for the fire. So... So that was it, and that's when Devin said, hey, tomorrow, we, we basically we walk back to the truck, and Devin says, hey, tomorrow, we need to do the same thing, but we need to hit the thermals right. Yeah, he said we need to do the same thing, but we need to hit the thermals yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Right. And we need to keep Clay from hissing when he yeah, sees the bear. Chill. So then what happened, Devin? The next day? Yeah. Uh, we just started later and came up the valley closer to dark so the thermals are against us yeah and we got up to past where we seen mr fuzzy into another like a semi slide semi feed area coming up through there where we'd actually heard a bear in the brush the day before and we came around a corner and there was a bear oh man it was like it's like in our face it really was and we've been hiking along i think at that point the second day the first day we hiked 12 miles uh, if our kilometer to mile math is is even half right, and then the second day we hiked shorter, just probably about ten miles. So, but we were all the way in. Uh, so we had hiked five miles. Devin, I I like him a lot. One of the things I don't like about him is he has really long legs, and so he mm. just effortlessly bounds through the woods like a a young gazelle. Yeah, and that's a great that's a great thing there because. Dan and I, let's describe this. Dan and I are roughly the same size. I'm probably a little bit taller. <laughs> I can't. Actually, today, today, we spettle, we, we're going to settle a two-decade-old dispute. Spettle. <laughs> we're going to we're going to spettle. We're going to settle. I'm going to spettle your face. Oh, a two-decade-old dispute of who's taller. Oh my god! At twelve noon. Well, no, I'm not doing it till Dave gets back to camp. Yeah. But so as I was walking behind Devin, who's like six two. Oh man. And he's not only six two, but his legs are like I'd say way three, longer than a normal six foot two man's three legs. Three quarters of that six two is legs. He's and got wow. like a the trunk of like a dwarf. He is. He's in the legs of like a six eight man. I would recommend him as a guide, but not as like a. A clothing model. Yeah, yeah. And so as we walked for like a total of like 25 miles, as I was walking behind him, I would see his footprints. You, you do things kind of to just pass the time. I would see where his footprints stepped in the dust. And I calculated that his stride is four inches longer than mine. And so when we did the math, Dan and I had to walk like twice as far as Devin. Exactly. So, right, Devin? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, where are we at? Okay, so now it's, it's day two. We've hit the thermals right. Day one, when we went all the way in and the road, you know, turned right and went downhill, now Devin has put us in a perfect spot where... We went all the way back, but the road is, is turning left and going up. 
So we've come in opposite, and sure enough, just like he thought, we're hitting wait, the thermals wait, right. Wait, 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 wait till you say it. Don't say it. I forgot about a really important part of this story. You forgot to remember? I forgot to remember. It's, this is your first bear hunt. Oh, gosh, yeah. I don't think we said that. This is, okay, so here, yeah, yeah, so this is my first bear hunt. Yeah. And it's also my first, it, it, other than, you know, Arkansas coons with a, you know, 1022. This is my first, never even killed a deer with a gun. Right. Everything right. I've ever done has been with my bow. Um, I shot this really nice gun that Clay has a couple of times before right. we left to come up to Canada. Right. Um, so I'm on several fronts. Honestly, I'm pretty nervous. Um, and kind of the last thing I wanted to happen was I need to, I need to, I wanted to have a really good rest. I wanted to have time. Uh, I, I, I didn't want to kind of make the shot real quick. Like Mr. Fuzzy the day before. Yeah. The kind of the black bear. I think, I think a, a probably a normal bear hunter could have made that happen. No. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think so. Okay. Thanks I for saying that. I wouldn't that. have. If you're lying to me, that's very helpful. Um, but I, I just, I really didn't want to mess it up. And I wanted to get a good shot. Yeah. And, and really, also, I really wanted to get a bear. Yeah. If uh, the that morning. So your priority list was not necessarily to get a big bear. My priority list was to get a bear. Right. Uh, it, yeah. it really was. I really wanted to get a bear. I just always dreamed of this. And, and so I had prepped you for this hunt. Yeah. Like, this is, this mm. is, I mean, so. It, yeah. You never know when you come to. You never know. We, I, I knew that we were going to get on some bear. But also was like, hey, it's hunting. This is yeah. tough. We might hunt really hard for a week, and See, you just never know. You might, you know, I'm, I'm thinking my kind of expectations. You set the expectations low, and then I lowered them even further just to kind of prepare myself. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just not knowing anything. Yeah. I, I just thought, um, man, we could hunt all week, and I might get one shot. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so I better not mess that up. Yeah. In reality, uh, Devin highly knowledgeable worked his tail off every day we've seen bear we've basically been multiple bear multiple bear and been very we were seven yards from a bear yesterday i mean it's just yeah. insane yeah, kind of yeah. how it is up here i just had no idea but anyway i didn't know all that this is day two i'm still kind of it's evening but i'm probably just kind of half awake at this point <laughs> and uh and we start heading slowly up this turn in the road the winds are in our favor coming down the hill we're going up the hill and sure enough uh just for the record Devin saw it first right he did and i, I and wasn't he, like pss, 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 or, he didn't get out of here bear he didn't hiss or cackle or anything uh, like that so the bear stayed <laughs> so the bear didn't run well, off that's weird i know it's shocking oh. um so we we come around the corner, corner sure enough, Devin's like, hit me on the shoulder. This, right there. Um, and so, you know, I'd already jacked a shell in there, and I got down on the ground and put the rifle on my left knee. And at that point, uh, he, the bear was on the left side of the road in a little bit of fireweed, uh, just kind of munching, had no idea we were there. How far was he? Oh, I would say he was 40 yards away. Something like that, man. Yeah. Close. Close. He was very close. Close. But again, for me, that might as 
you know, it could be 400. I'm just not super comfortable with a rifle. But got down on one knee, felt good about it. And another thing that, again, I had no idea about, I had no idea about all this, but Devin said, you know, as soon as we see a bear, don't just shoot. He needs to sex the bear, determine if it's a, a male or female. Right. And then he also needs to judge kind of the size of the bear. Yeah. Because you don't want to just, unlike me, that I just want to shoot a bear. He he really wants to help you get a really nice bear. Right. And uh, we had been on a bear earlier that uh, I had a really good rest. And, again, Devin set us up really good for that. And I bet I watched that bear for an hour through the scope. And I really wanted to shoot it. But, you know, he, he was like, you know, that's a really small bear. You don't want to do that. Right. So um, this time I'm basically, I'm waiting for the go-ahead from Devin. And I'm hoping. You were hardly waiting. The, I mean, like, the yeah. trigger was, like, squeezing. Oh, my goodness. I mean, I could uh, feel, uh, I could feel you, like, oh, man. wanting to shoot. I really, I was just, I mean, I was just, and I, I think I, I was saying, Devin, Devin. I'm surprised I didn't scare the bear off saying Devin's name. <laughs> and um, the whole time before, you know, Devin was like, yeah, wait, wait, wait. And that bear was too small. Um, so I was just waiting for a half of a positive remark from Devin. Yeah. And I was going to peel it off. Yeah. And um, the problem. of a positive remark. The, the, the problem was is that the bear took two steps off kind of away from the road, further into the 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 greenery on the side of the road and i could no longer see it from my knee uh from my knee rest and so i had to step up and hold the rifle up and get back on the bear and uh again i I said devin and he said i think he said something like that's a that's a a pretty good bear (laughs) he's uh, well the inflection in his voice like he said it's a pretty good bear <laughs> but it's hard because he's speaking canadian yeah. it's hard for we me have to, no idea what that a meant. lot of times i don't even know what he's saying right he said that and i heard that's a monster <laughs> <laughs> Boom! <laughs> and um and i shot and at that point the scope in in my mind the scope was just full of that bear yeah, yeah. uh and i really felt like uh, he was how was he positioned he was um he was, uh, his hindquarters uh, were closer to me, and he was quartering away. His left uh, left shoulder was was in my, his hindquarters and his left shoulder, and he had turned around to look at us. Wait a minute. Is I don't that, think that's the way it was. Well, what do you think? He was, he was quartering to us. He was quartering to us. Yeah, quite. That's what I thought, quartering to us, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Which bear did you shoot? Uh, the you one, may have shot a different well, bear than what I, we were There were three, at. and I shot the one in the middle. Well, no, the bear was the bear was facing us. Facing his us. front left shoulder was closest to us, and he had his head up looking at us. And his rear end was further away. Yeah, Am I right? right? That's what I remember. That's what I said. No, you okay. Said I know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> so <laughs> so basically, you could tell all I saw was, was there was a bear fur, fur in the scope. And I remember Clay, you haven't said you know 
just hit the center of the center. And I put those crosshairs well, right what, in the middle what of the we, ball. What we talked about was a broadside shot is really what you want, but you're not always going to get that. And with a big, high-powered rifle like a 300 wind mag, shooting a 212-grain bullet, I mean, that's a, that's a big gun. Mm-hmm. So what Dan and I talked about was if a bear is facing you and we have to take a frontal shot, you kind of want to shoot for center mass mm. of the body cavity of the bear, like if he's facing you, like yep. right in the chest. And if you, at many from many angles, center mass with a big gun like that is going to do the job. Yeah. So that's what you remembered. Yeah. Now, yeah. now that yeah, it is early, and I have only had one. No, no. I mean that's what you said. I was yeah, just yeah. clarifying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Um, so. Devin kind of gave the the half nod to, okay, that's an okay bear. I I think somebody not in my shoes probably would have waited and gotten a much bigger bear. Uh, But I I wanted a bear. Yeah. And uh, I shot. And um, I just, having shot that gun a few times, I know that I had the tendency to, when I pull the trigger, to kind of, in in anticipating the, the kickback, yeah. Uh, to jerk, and I thought, oh man, what if I, what if I did that? What if I missed? What if, my first immediate thought was, that was an amazing opportunity. This is awesome. I sure hope I didn't mess it up. Because what happened, Devin? What did the bear? I mean, tell us what uh, it looked like at the shot. I, it just immediately left. I guess you'd say there's no real the, reaction, or like a hit reaction. I would say there yeah. was there wasn't that. It just left. Yeah. yeah, and that to me that was odd. And now I don't have extensive experience shooting black bears with rifles. I expected the bear to flinch yeah. when it got hit with a 212 grain bullet yeah. flying, flying 3,200 feet per second. Uh-huh. Yeah, the bear. I mean, if if you had missed, it would have looked the exact same. Yeah, if I, if we had stepped on a twig and scared it, I feel like it would have looked. He just it ran. It didn't off. even move. I mean, it didn't. It didn't flinch. It just yeah. ran off. Yeah. And that that kind of shocked me. And oh, yeah. it, what I was anticipating too, was because the way the bear was facing, I felt like if you hit it in the chest, that there's just no way it just could have taken that Passed and just like, not even flinched. Yeah. And so, we were just kind of like, hmm. Oh man. We weren't sure. But Dan was like. Man, he's like, there was a lot of bear in the scope yeah. when I pulled the trigger. Which is terrible because any basically anybody in the world would have been able to hit that bear. And so either I had somehow magically shot him in a way that it 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 went through him and missed all of his bones. Or right. you know because we said if it if it had like been a shoulder hit if it had hit a major bone, yeah. you would have seen the bear react. Yeah. If it just passed through flesh, potentially the bear would have, it yeah. wouldn't have been like a thud. Yeah. We didn't hear a thud. No, no. I mean, but it was so close, you probably wouldn't have had the yeah, delay. It would just, yeah. The, the, Wham. It would just, yeah. So, so in my mind, so we weren't sure. Statistic, we weren't and sure. It's almost dark. It's almost dark. It's like right on the verge of dark. Right on the verge of dark, and it seems like statistically the odds that I missed it are higher than somehow I shot it without it. Right. You know. Yeah. So we, uh, you know, we're we're all excited. I'm real nervous, and we go over and we look around, and um, we're trying to see: are is there any blood? Is there anything? 
and again it's getting really dark and um devin first spotted some blood but not a whole lot just a smallest speck just, of just, dull yeah dull blood dull speck of blood and from hunt i mean from hunting deer i know that and i know that I, I know now that bear are really different and because of the fat layer around them uh that a lot of times they're not going to bleed a whole lot right. but again as a deer hunter of, of, I'm I'm expecting and hoping to walk over there and just see a, and a bow deer hunter. I'm expecting yeah. to walk over there and see this no. about bright red, just bright red pile of blood. Yeah, and yeah. it's the telltale sign of everything's okay, victory. Right. But we walk over there and instead we look around for a few minutes and Devin finds this, you know, one spot basically yeah. of dull blood. And I even said, "Are you sure that's blood?" Yeah, it didn't even. I mean, it was just, yeah, yeah. Didn't even. Yeah, it was just a small speck of blood. Yep. And and so then the, the you guys said let's not go in let's not go in there because it's getting dark. We don't want to push him. Um, let's just give him some time and um, come back tomorrow, which was awful. That, that <laughs> night, you know, we we got back to camp and you know everybody's like, oh, we got a bear, and I was like, we didn't, know, we don't know if we got a bear, you know. And I, I remember yeah. just kind of eating dinner and just being like, oh man, this is awful. Yeah. yeah. Just really. Really hoping that I got it, but hoping that I hadn't messed it up. And um, so the next morning, we wake up, we load up in the truck, and well, um, let's not let's okay. not skip over the fact what happened that we walked like six miles in the dark. Yeah, back to the truck. Yeah, yeah. I think I blocked that out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Devin, that was about fifteen steps for Devin, and about twenty eight hundred for Clay and I. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we hiked back. Wasn't quite as many for me because I'm just a little taller than me. But. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and okay, so the next morning we uh, we we get in the truck, we drive all the way back out there, and in my mind, I'm geared up for a half a day of like grueling, grueling. Blood it's because once you get off of these roads into the woods, it's really it's a jungle. It's a jungle. And it's just, the moss covers lots of stuff. It's hard to see stuff. It's just really hard to penetrate these woods and go through it. And so it's going to be a grueling half day of tracking. And um, we're not going to find it there. Yeah, that's basically what I'm thinking. Right. And uh, we walk up, park about, you know, 15 or 20 yards from where we shot it. Look around. Again, there's really not a lot of blood at all. Hope I was hoping to kind of say, oh, the sun's up. We saw a whole lot more blood, but right. we didn't. Yeah. And you looked in over this fallen tree. From the very spot that we were the night before. The night, the night before, but it had gotten so dark that we couldn't see much. And you said, I see the bear. And I thought you were kidding. Right. And, and I thought, how can he not know that my entire soul is wrapped yeah. up? You're like, it's way out of this bounds. This is not the time to joke. You know, usually you're dumb and I can understand that, but not now. Um, not now, Clay. But there he was. And I said, you're joking. And he said, no, I see the bear. <laughs> and how many feet from where we were standing? 12 feet. 12 feet. 14 feet. Yeah. And there the he was. was there. Man, so I he, just. He didn't make it. 12 yards from where you shot him? No, 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 no. And we didn't hear him crash or... or nothing. nothing. He just was down. Yeah. And so we went in, 
It was a boar. Yeah. And we 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 looked to see where the shot was. And so the shot was the bear was quartering to us and if quartering to means the front on the front left shoulder was the closest body part to us. Mm-hmm. Okay. And Dan hit from that angle behind the shoulder. Mm-hmm. So the bullet would have entered right behind the left front shoulder and the 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 mushroomed bullet was oh, yeah, pushing out the skin yeah. on the bear's right hind quarter. Yep. Yeah. So it passed through all the goodies. Yeah. All the but goodies. But didn't exit, so no blood. But didn't exit. I mean it just it was literally the pushing the skin. Yeah. It went the entire length yeah. of there. So the bear was down like yeah it, it he just, was toast it was just too dark and we just didn't couldn't see at that point oh, yeah. yeah and so it was awesome man it was fantastic we it, drug him out of there yeah we drug him truck. out of there put him in the truck you know another really fun thing about uh british columbia is you've got these pictures number one there's a bear in it and for yes. a guy like me from arkansas you know that's just that. I mean, there could have been like a, you know, a used car lot in the background, and I would have been real happy. But you have these pictures, and you've got this bear in it, and you're hunting in British Columbia, and there's these snow-capped mountains in the we back. we got some epic photos. It just looks ludicrous. Yeah. The whole thing is just yeah. crazy awesome. Yeah, so we took some great photos. Took some great photos. Yeah. And... So there's a running joke that Devin's cell phone pictures are better than my pictures <laughs> off of my Canon 5D Pro level camera. I, I would say not a running joke, but fact. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it! So we had some great pictures, and <laughs> and the cool thing too is we got all this on video. Oh yeah! So people will be able to watch. This whole hunt on Bear Horizon. Yeah. Start. Heck yeah. Dan's first bear. Man. British Columbia. Yeah. You can see Devin's camp. You get to see the whole. The whole working. The whole shebang. Of the organization. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. And too bad he's not here, but the heart and soul of this, this place is Dave. Old Dave. A moment of silence. Old for Dave. Dave. You got to use his name. Old Dave. Old Dave. Old Dave. <laughs> Who's not, he's still alive. He just went back to town. <laughs> he just, he's just not here right now. Yeah. No, Dave, Dave is Devin's really good friend. He's a, he's a retired, retired school teacher and he, he's the cook. And he's like the nicest guy on the planet. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so, Old Dave. Yeah. Old Dave's always around. He's always doing something for you. He's always cooking something for you. He's always like. Giggling. Airing out, giggling, and he's always like <laughs> he does putting your towels up so they'll dry, or rolling up the. Did he put that towel? It, somebody did. It wasn't me. He didn't put me. my towel up. Wow. What would he do with yours? He threw it in the dirt. He doesn't like you as much as he likes yeah. me. <laughs> <laughs> so, so anyway, that is the story, Dan's bear. You know, and I, I think just kind of thinking back on it, there's no, I'm not, I'm the furthest thing from a. <laughs> A highly skilled hunter. I love to hunt, and I love being outdoors. Um, and this whole trip was a gift from my wife to me, and I just didn't know what to expect. And seriously, like, Devin 
you worked so hard and super knowledgeable, really friendly, got us right where we needed to be. Um, to me, it's a dream come true that, you know, uh, I really don't think would have happened had, I mean, for me, it never would have happened had you guys not been guiding me and, and doing this and making it happen. So uh, I'd come back again every time. A ton of fun. Huge adventure. Beautiful. Story of a lifetime. For me. Right. So that's Dan's bear. And to hear the story of my bear. It's a little bit small. You'll have to listen to the. Yeah, to hear the story of my smaller bear <laughs> from Devin's picture. If you look at Devin's picture, you would think my bear was smaller. <laughs> and the picture really is the you'll only have thing to, that matters. You'll have to listen to the next the next episode. Oh. So, signing out for British Columbia. Crackling fire, good work coffee. Got the Crocs on. Amazing company. Amazing company. Signing out. You ever get that feeling the walls closing in, the concrete jungle suffocating you? You crave some wide open spaces, the chance to connect with nature, maybe in a spot all your own. Well, head over to land.com. They've got ranches, forests, mountains, streams, you name it. Search by acreage. You can search by location. You can search by the kind of hunting and fishing you're dreaming of. Land.com. It is where the adventure begins. Hey, we're going to take a little break here and talk about interstate batteries. Now, if you're like me, enjoying the great outdoors, you need gear that is as reliable as it gets. That's why I power my adventures with interstate batteries. I use interstate batteries in my boats. I use interstate batteries in my camper. Great for your truck, too. From Alaska to Montana, they're outrageously dependable. Battery is essential. With over 150,000 dealer locations, finding one is easy. For all your vehicles, land or sea, choose interstate. Head to interstatebatteries.com and find your power today.